0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds.
0: Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds.
1: And if you would please like and review the podcast wherever you listen, that would really help us out.
0: And if you want to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, you can check us out on all of those platforms at Nerds at Odds. And now let's hop on into what we've been doing. Courtney, what have you been up to recently?
1: I've been playing some more Fallout Shelter because I I always keep going back to it.
0: How many dwellers do you have so far?
1: I've got like 112.
0: Yeah, that seems like a lot. I've
1: reached the point where I stopped. Getting people mm-hmm. in, like coming in through the radio station. Yeah. And I'm not like birthing. I wanted okay. to say breed. Yeah. I'm not breeding people. Uh, I'm not birthing any children. I just get people from quests.
0: Okay. I platinum the game on PlayStation, and I think in my shelter that was the big one, I had about 150 or so. Yeah. So you're pretty close to that. Though I did have to restart a shelter and keep it at like 20 people so I could get Raider Attacks. Which, if you're trying to platinum the game, be sure to get the Raider Attacks trophy before you grow your shelter too much. Because they stop appearing once you have about 50 people or so. Yep. You've also been putting together this 3D Harry Potter Alchemy Tower puzzle.
1: No, it's not an Alchemy Tower. It's It's the Astronomy Tower. Okay,
0: I call it the Alchemy Tower every time. It's the Astronomy Tower? It's the Astronomy Tower. Why
1: would Alchemists need a tower?
0: There's an alchemy tower in Skyrim that you can add to your house.
1: Oh, that's probably how you're mistaking Yeah. Anyway, it's the Astronomy Tower. My sister gave it to me for Christmas. I've been working on it. I only have... I don't even have a wall yet. Um, you're getting there. I'm getting there. It's it's just... It's like three colors. And a bunch of different... Well, it's, it's three colors and all the windows look the same and everything looks the same so it's a little difficult but i'm working it's on it
0: it's 875 pieces yes it's made out of foam
1: yeah it's uh, foam yeah i'm
0: confused as to how this is going to support its own weight once you build it i'm i'm concerned well
1: it's like it's like when you make a a, a house of cards yeah. you know you except you're actually going to like lace the walls together mm-hmm. there's some supports that i've already built it's I like a
0: foundation they, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I thought they were part of the base but it'll help support the astronomy tower
0: okay and lastly you've been playing some among us on the switch yes which we both did a couple nights ago with some of our friends
1: yeah you had to buy it for five bucks yeah
0: you get nothing with it i thought you got some skins but you don't but oh,
1: I, it won't even like let you get skins like i went to go to the like the store there's no store
0: yeah Maybe they're going to add that in later, but yeah, $5, you can play it on the Switch. I think it's a much better experience on the Switch.
1: There are some things where you still have to do the touch.
0: But you have the touchscreen on the Switch, so the buttons and sticks help you with a lot of aspects, and then the ones that the console kind of makes worse, you can still use touchscreen, so it's not that big of a deal, but I enjoyed playing it.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. I enjoyed it.
0: You thinking about hopping back in hardcore soon, or...
1: Um, I really like playing with my friends more than I like playing with randos, because, like, random random people playing it, and maybe once we get, like, you know, a good enough Discord, yeah. you know, get enough patrons, maybe... We could play
0: it with those people. We could people. play it with those that'd be people, great, yeah. and that'd be
1: a ton of fun, but, like, just random people, they're they're like, oh, you, you found the body, but I, have like, I saw you med-scan, it's gotta be you. <laughs> That makes sense, yeah. Is I like I I just get tired of it.
0: Next, what I've been up to is I've watched both seasons of The Mandalorian in the past five days in preparation for this show. So that has been my entire free time basically. And uh after I finished that today I was like,
1: Oh, you know what?
0: Let's pop on the Phantom Menace. So I watched the Phantom Menace today as well.
1: I just it's I don't understand. And
0: it's the first time I think I've watched the Phantom Menace on Disney Plus in 4K. Uh And I don't know if it's just because the quality's better resolution-wise or if they did anything. But I have to say, it looks better than it did on the disc, like the CGI for some reason. Like that field on Naboo where the Gungans are fighting the droids. Uh On the disc, it looks like a flat, like, cardboard green. I saw some grass detail this time. So, I don't know why... It
1: still looks bad, though.
0: It looks... Closer to acceptable. I still think Disney should put money in and redo all the CGI for they those fans. They don't
1: have to. People will just buy it.
0: Well, listen, listen. If you put it out and you, it's, you can only buy it, or if it's the version you can only stream on Disney+, Plus, I feel like that would be a huge draw for people. And I would uh, really appreciate that. But that's all that I've been doing this week. I have nothing else to, to say. We've been doing some stuff. We've been watching Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z in preparation for a forthcoming episode where we watch one season of each and discuss them. How do you think that's going so far?
1: Uh, It's enjoyable. I have to say, you know, it's uh, like, sometimes I just want to get past the Dragon Ball episode. And I know you probably want to sometimes just get past the Sailor Moon episode. But we're getting to some... Some, like, good stuff in the Sailor Moon season.
0: Yeah. And and I can't wait. And we are going to finally get to some good stuff in Dragon Ball once Goku comes back from Kikai's planet. Or once the Z fighters start fighting the Saiyans in about five or ten more episodes. It'll be cool.
1: But But, we've been watching, like, an episode of Dragon Ball and then an episode of Sailor Moon. We go back and forth.
0: And if anyone wants to do this with us, Sailor Moon's on Hulu. Dragon Ball's on Funimation.
1: Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. We're, yeah, we're Z watching Dragon Foundation. Ball Z. We're not watching yeah. the original Dragon Ball. Which doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like we should have watched started with Dragon Ball. But Alex is like, no, yeah. you gotta well, do also, Dragon Ball also, Z. Also, your
0: brother-in-law, who's a huge Dragon Ball fan, agrees with me. And I feel like a lot of people think that you do not watch Dragon Ball before you watch Z. Because Z is just much better. You know, You know what we've been seeing so far in Dragon Ball Z with Gohan messing around in the wilderness with Piccolo and nothing's happening? Yes. That's almost all of Dragon Ball. So,
1: okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anywho, we're starting with the first season of Sailor Moon and we got Mars. She's we got Mercury and Mars mm-hmm. and uh Jade Eye's just been killed.
0: Yeah. So, well, I think we're 13 episodes into both of them. Dragon yeah. Ball's like 36. Episodes for a season, Sailor Moon's 40-something.
1: Guys, we're about to get the first episode (laughs) of Nephrite. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: if you want deeper opinions on those shows, uh, check out that episode. It's probably going to come up in about a month or so once you can finish those. And we also played some backgammon because we bought a chess, checkers, and backgammon like board collection set. A pretty nice one that's made out of wood.
1: Yeah, we watched the first episode of The Queen's Gambit and things spiraled from there.
0: I I would rather just play chess on my own and not watch the show. I wasn't into it that much, honestly. I liked it. I wish they just focused on the chess games. I don't care what's going on with these people. So...
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll watch it on my own then. You might have to. Alex had never played backgammon. Had, and, had you? Yeah. My friend Connor, he, no. he showed me how to play backgammon.
0: I really enjoyed it. It
1: was really fun. I but, don't
0: like checkers. But, I whooped your butt. But backgammon's pretty fun. I, I, think got, I, got, could, I
1: got a gammon. I didn't get a backgammon. No. And I got a gammon. I was but, so close.
0: Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, And so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. That's what we've been doing. And now, let's get on into the topic of today's show, which is a Mandalorian Season 2 review. We're going to do a quick 5-10 minutes spoiler-free overview of the season as a whole. We've been giving our spoiler-free thoughts on each episode as they came out. Let's just do an overview spoiler-free. And then we're going to hop into spoilers. I'm going to do a quick spoiler rundown of Season 1. And then we're going to get into some depth with Season 2. Mm-hmm. So spoiler free, season two, what did you think?
1: I thought it was good. I mean, it's got everything that the other season had you know it's just like there's boring episodes and there's good episodes, but overall it was a good season i'm I'm interested to see where it's gonna go.
0: yeah, without spoilers, I think season two had much higher highs than season one
1: uh-huh. and
0: it had lower lows. I think some of the episodes in Season 2 were more filler, were more set up for spin-off shows, and I feel like it, it kind of focused on that more than Season 1 did. Season 1 had some filler, but you'll you kind of get introduced to these characters and there wasn't as much as Season 2. But yeah. Season 2 had more higher highs, and we'll get to that in the spoiler discussion. But I'm excited to see what this show goes. Though I think... I am more excited for some of the other shows Disney announced than I am for season three, perhaps.
1: I think, for me personally, I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan, and I think it has it says something mm-hmm. ab- about the show that you were all about this show. You were like, well, "I want to watch this," mm-hmm. and I was just off on the on the couch. With you, but I had headphones mm-hmm. in, and I was watching YouTube. And thi-
0: this was back in Season 1. This now. was back
1: yeah. when Season 1 started. And I was just like, I don't care, you know, I'll just watch some YouTube. And you put on the episode, and I would look up every once mm-hmm. once a while, and be like, oh, that's interesting, and I'd go back to YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I quickly, like, I just took off the headphones, and I started watching it. As someone who is not that into Star Wars, I mean, I like Star Wars, but I'm not that into it. I, it's a, it's a good show.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting. You, I don't know if you have to be super into Star Wars to like the show. Obviously, you don't. There's not much deep.
1: I watched the movies.
0: Yeah, but there's not like deep lore about how the Force works or things like that there's in this show. There's some
1: deep lore, like the I can't say it.
0: <laughs> no, but I do feel like it's interesting because there's no like deep lore about how the Force works in this show. So you don't need to be like super into that. But this show has so many. Uh, references or moments where you have to have had watched Rebels or Clone Wars or stuff like that to fully understand this.
1: But you can just not. I've never seen those. I've, I watched the first couple of episodes of some.
0: Of Clone Wars? I, I want to get, like, a list put together of, like, the 20 you should watch and then have you watch those. because no. there's, there's, like, 150 episodes of Clone Wars. It's so
1: boring! That's why
0: you should put together a list of the 20 you want to be I to don't see.
1: like the animation...
0: Oh, I like the animation of Clone Wars better than Rebels.
1: I don't like the animation. (laughs) It just looks like a children's show.
0: (laughs) So, that's our spoiler-free discussion of Season 2. Now, I'm going to quickly run down Season 1, give you my rating for each episode, and like a couple bullet points about why that.
1: And maybe I will interject if I remember (laughs) Season 1 at all.
0: Okay, so Episode 1 is Season 1. I gave an entertaining... It was pretty average... Most of the way through. A lot of talking and setting things up. But then you get IG-11, which is that uh, Bounty Hunter droid. Yeah. And then you get to see Baby Yoda at the end. And the gunfight that Mandalorian and IG-11 have in that town to get Baby Yoda. That's exciting enough for it to be entertaining and not average for me.
1: Baby Yoda's pretty cute.
0: Episode 2... I gave an entertaining as well. I like seeing Baby Yoda use the force on that mudhorn. And I really liked the Jawa's. I thought they were fun. And it was interesting to see a lot of Jawa uh, stuff happening. But it's definitely a part two. And it doesn't feel like it's on episode. I would probably give it an excellent if it felt like it's on episode. But episode one and episode two, same like the same episode. And they just split them in half to make two episodes.
1: I gotta say, the Jawas are pretty cute.
0: I like Jawas a lot. And it is it is awesome. To see Mando disintegrate people with that rifle, because this is the first time you see him shoot them and they turn to dust.
1: Ah, uh-huh. well, like I feel like the Jawas could be like the um the little teddy bears. Ewoks. Yeah, the Jawas are kind of like Ewoks in a way.
0: I suppose I've n- I don't know uh what they look like under those robes. I don't think- I'd
1: like a little stuffed Jawa. <laughs> I'd be like, oh look how yeah. evil I am with my red eyes. I like ah. I like
0: Jawas a lot. Uh, episode three. I gave an excellent two. This is the one where Mando gives Baby Yoda to the people, and then gets on his ships and is like, I gotta get that Baby Yoda back, and then goes and gets him. That's cool to see him fight and get the Baby Yoda, and then it's cool to see the other Mandalorians come and back him up. That's an exciting episode all the way through for me. I gave it an excellent. Episode four. I gave it an average. This is the one where he meets Karo Dune the black-haired woman who used to be a rebel dropper, and they fight the ATST in that town where they're like shrimp farmers. Mm -hmm. I like Kara a lot as a character. She's really cool. And I like seeing the ATST. But this is super fillery. There's so much filler in this episode. Um, But you have to watch it to see Korra get introduced. But
1: it's one of the more memeable ones. What do you mean? It's got the little tea. He's sipping the little bone broth. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's when he sips the bone broth. It is cute. But there's just so much filler. Like, that town doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Episode four... No, episode five, excuse me, is the worst of this season. It's the one where you meet Finnick, the girl who plays Milan in the animated movie, you know, the sniper girl in this show. And it's where you meet Polly, who is the uh, quirky person who owns the, like, landing spot in Tatooine with the frizzy hair. I like her. I like her and Finnick a lot. But I hate Todd. He's so annoying. He's like the bounty hunter guy that he gets to help him kill Finnick because remember. he wants to become part of the He's super annoying. I hate the guy's character. He dies in this episode. And there's a lot of filler in this episode. It's the most fillery episode of this whole season. But you have to be introduced to Finnick and Polly.
1: It's, it's a necessary episode. So you
0: have to watch it. But it's super fillery. Episode 6 is entertaining. This is where you meet Bill Burr's character and you meet the crew... That goes and tries to free this prisoner on this ship. And Ah. then there's this alien or predator type scene at the end. Yeah, I really like it. It feels a bit like a side quest. Bill Burr's character is important for the next season. But it feels like a side quest. So it's entertaining. But that scene where it's like. It shuts down. He's hunting those people.
1: That's a a pretty intense scene. That's a pretty
0: cool scene, yeah. And I love Bill Burr. Especially in season 2 in his episode. We'll talk about that in a bit. Episode 7 is excellent. Everything is great in this episode, despite it clearly being a part one. And this is him going to that town uh, that he shot his way out of. And Carl Weathers is like, we need to give Baby Yoda to these people and then like double cross them and kill them so they're not on your tail anymore. Right? Yeah. It's a part one. But it's pretty entertaining. We see Baby Yoda heal Carl Weathers' is on.
1: I was just about to ask that. I was like, isn't this the episode where this happened? Yeah,
0: and I have a big problem with this being a power in Star Wars.
1: Force heal.
0: Though Baby Yoda is 50 years old. So he has had, you know, half a century to practice this move. Which I'm okay with a little bit. Because, like, if you devote your whole life to learning something, I suppose it's fine. But... Being able to heal someone, it, it doesn't fit in Star Wars because that's all Anakin wanted. And if you could learn... Want, Anakin wants to stop Padme from dying in childbirth.
1: That's not what he wants.
0: Yes, it is. That's what he wants to learn is how to save Padme's life. And if he could learn how to force heal, then why is it like a big issue? Why do you have to learn about Dark Plague as the wise and, you know, the dark side is the only that can
1: no it's it's not that he doesn't want padme to die in childbirth he doesn't want anything bad to ever happen to padme so that's why it's like it's not a i want to heal you situation she's not dying when he's doing all this it's i want you to live forever and never leave me situation
0: maybe in a little bit i could see that but it's he's having nightmares that she's going to die and he wants to learn how to stop her from dying
1: well having the force heal is not gonna do that. Listen he the only way that he thinks that he can stop her from dying is if that she lives forever. That's the path he went hmm. down. not the force heal save you for at least this time period yeah. sort of situation. yeah uh, that
0: makes sense and I, I guess I can accept that as a as a answer to explain away why it fits. And I, I like I said, it's okay. Baby Yoda's had fifty years to practice this, right? Mm-hmm. If you devote fifty years to learning a move, you should be able to do it. Yep. I'm not okay with with Ray being able to do it with no training, but Baby Yoda having fifty years of training is is it's okay a little bit to me. Then Episode Eight is a lot like Episode Seven because it's a continuation of that story, uh-huh. but it pays off all the things Episode Seven set up as being a part one. But I think Episode Eight's excellent as well.
1: You see the. Darksaber, right? Yeah he, he, he cut, yeah,
0: he cuts his way out of the TIE fighter at the end with the Darksaber, Moff Gideon does. Yeah. And I think episode is the best episode of this season. So, season... Well,
1: I don't, I don't like, I don't... I, the old man dies.
0: Yeah, uh, what's his name? Creel. His name's Creel.
1: I liked him. He's an
0: Ugnaught. Yeah, it's sad, but I mean, it's not, like, a bad... I liked choice. him. <laughs> he was great. No, he's really great. I have spoken.
1: I have spoken. But yeah, season
0: one is an entertaining season. Uh, I won't give it an excellent, but I think it's entertaining. It feels like uh, it's a great setup to the characters of the show. And I think there's a bit of filler here and it being mostly set up keeps it from being excellent. So that's a quick overview of season one. Now into season two where we're going to get a little more in depth about it.
1: Sure. And where spoilers do definitely come in.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen season two, don't watch any further.
1: Don't listen any.
0: Further. Don't don't listen any further. Time stamp where <laughs> you're at. It makes
1: it sound like you don't want them to watch the show anymore.
0: <laughs> don't listen to this episode anymore. Time stamp where you're at. Come back once you finish season two. Episode one. I gave it an entertaining. This is where he fights the Krayt dragon and gets Boba Fett's armor. From that Marshall guy whose name is in real life is Timothy Oliphant. He's cute. He looks cool. He looks like he fits more in an old West show. He
1: should he needs to be alongside what's that who who's the guy who played the old ghostwriter? Sam Elliott. Yeah. Him and Sam Elliott need to be in a western together and they'd be great.
0: Dude, they might be.
1: They might be. They might be. It was he's attractive.
0: Yeah, though he doesn't feel out that Boba armor whale. Well. No, in the in the Boba Fett armor, he looks like a small child. Yeah, a little you bit. Can, you
1: can tell it doesn't really fit him.
0: Yeah, this episode's the longest of the show, all sixteen episodes. This is the longest one; it's almost an hour long. Mm. And I thought it was kind of boring for for a lot of it, honestly, until we got to fight in the crate dragon. What do you think about the crate dragon?
1: It's interesting. I don't know how that thing survives if it's like barely eating.
0: Well, they feed. He said the uh, Tuscan Raiders feed it so it doesn't attack them.
1: They try to. It doesn't <laughs> seem to work very well.
0: So, I really like the great dragon fight. It's it looks good. It, it doesn't look like super CGI. It looks good. It busts through that mountain, which is really cool.
1: That was the, fun. The I wish you could have seen. We could have seen the full length of it. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe it's like in a way seeing something partially your imagination makes it. Even worse than seeing it fully. Because in this episode, you see those red-eyed creatures at the beginning. Yeah. Like, eat that guy. Yeah. On that lamppost. Yeah. And I remember you saying, man, I really wish what they... I knew what they looked like. But not knowing makes it worse. Yeah. Like, it's scarier not knowing what these things look like.
1: I just imagined really hungry cats.
0: Yeah. Probably... Maybe. The Quake Dragon Fight was cool. And then you see Boba Fett at the end of this episode... And he turns around and looks at the camera and he's all scarred up. And it's the same guy who played Jango Fett. And I am super into it. I am so excited for his show. I'm more excited for the Boba Fett show than I am for Season 3 of Mandalorian.
1: I don't know. I I just don't know what Boba Fett's going to do in this show.
0: He's going to beat people up with that stick of his that he used on the Stormtroopers in a couple episodes. It is awesome.
1: He used it like once and then he got his armor and he's like, okay, I'm done with the stick.
0: (laughs) Episode 1. I think it's entertaining. I thought it was going to be average and mediocre until you see Boba Fett and the Krayt dragon fight.
1: I like I like the the pearl or egg. It's a pearl. The, the pearl mm-hmm. where everyone was expect thought it was an egg. I thought it was an egg because they did the same thing with the in
0: episode two of season one with the mudhorn. Yeah, he gets the egg for the Jawas.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, and the Jawas are like the egg, and then they like break it open and eat it. Eat it. Yeah. But, That's how
0: you get salmonella.
1: Yeah, that is ha- well known. You you really get salmonella from the washing process of it, like cleaning the egg. We're getting off the track. <laughs> Anywho, so at first I thought it was an egg, and you were like, "Oh!" But it it could be. It, it seems like it might be a pearl, and that there could be a Kyber crystal inside. So if they they eventually go with that, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah. What it's from? Apparently, it's from the Knights of the Old Republic RPG game that came out like two thousand five or so, uh-huh. and that's not canon. So they they might just be like, "Oh, it's just an uh, Easter egg for people who play that game."
1: It could just be an Easter egg, or they could be like, "This will be Baby Yoda's lightsaber Kyber crystal."
0: Yeah, it would be interesting.
1: Uh, excuse me. Now we can call him Grogu. Oh, we
0: haven't we haven't figured out his name yet.
1: But I want to call him Grogu. <laughs>
0: okay, Grogu lightsaber. I I would much prefer him going to like Elam and going through the trials in the cave with the visions to find his crystal, but so be it.
1: We don't need that.
0: Episode two of season two, I think, is the worst episode of the show, and I think it's the only one I could feel comfortable telling you not to watch your first time through, is the one where he transports the frog lady and they get stuck on this planet with these spiders.
1: I don't like the spiders.
0: The opening on Tatooine, the show opens on Tatooine of him, like, getting off of the planet and that they, they trip his bike with this wire. And he, like, sure. goes flying and Baby Yoda yeah. comes across the ground. That's cool. And then, like, he gets to his ship and then Polly's like, I need you to ferry this frog lady. She Her husband knows where Mandalorians are at. And then the show just goes to this planet and and things happen that don't matter.
1: It's just, you know, sure it doesn't matter That much. But there's still things in it where if you skip this episode but keep all the rest of them, you know, you're going to be like, well, who's this frog lady in the next episode? Or like.
0: Yeah, you might be a bit confused about why his ship's broken, who the frog lady is.
1: And the frog lady. And it's like. Like,
0: neither of those things matter.
1: I feel like it's important for Grogu. For Grogu? Yes. Because he starts off eating all the frog lady's babies. Right, and in the next episode, you see him be like, "Oh no, these are like actual things. <laughs> like I can't just be eating babies." Yeah,
0: fair enough, fair enough. Well, I gave it a mediocre. It is—it's it, my least favorite episode of the show. Episode three, I gave an excellent two. It was so awesome to see Bo Katan in action, though this episode's a lot of setup. Seeing her and the other Mandalorians is super cool.
1: As someone who hasn't watched those shows that you talk about, I didn't know who this woman was. Mm. Confused.
0: So for those of you who don't know, Bo-Katan was the sister of the last ruler of Mandalore. And it's really awesome that the person who plays Bo-Katan in Mandalorian is the voice actress for the character. Which is really nice. Yeah. I really like this episode. A lot of good action, I think. Episode four. I gave an average to. There's a lot of cool action and foreshadowing for what's to come. But it's a lot of filler. And it's clearly setting up the new Rangers of the New Republic show that comes out in a couple years. This is the one where he goes back to the planet with uh, Carl Weathers and Cora And they blow up that Imperial base. And the action's cool. The blue guy from episode one of season one comes back, and it's funny. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like Carl Weathers and Carl Dune. So episode five, I gave an entertaining to. This is the first one we see Ahsoka in. What do you think about Ahsoka Tano?
1: I thought it was boring.
0: You thought it was boring? I, I think I might agree with you in, a, in certain aspects. I think... This entire episode hinged on people who are fans of Ahsoka seeing her in live action. But she manages to have tons of screen time and do barely anything. In a later episode, someone appears and does more in 10 minutes than she does in 50. It, it actually leads to nothing. He goes here being like, I'm looking for a Jedi. You're a Jedi. No, you're not going to take Grogu. Uh, I thought Rosario Dawson, who's the person that plays Ahsoka, did really well. As Ahsoka, and I'm excited to see her show, hoping that she, you know, it does more in her show than she does in this episode.
1: The spear scene was cool, but it was just, it was like, well, let's give you, so like episode one was like, let's give you a Western sort of feel. Hmm. And then episode five is like, let's give you like a Japanese.
0: Yeah, it's like a samurai. Sarami,
1: sam- samurai feel. I like the spear, but you see more work done with the spear later.
0: Yeah, it, it just seemed, it's clearly setting up her show. That's almost the, this, sh- this episode is for him getting the spear and the Ahsoka show that's coming later. But I thought it was entertaining. I like seeing her. Next is episode six. This is the one where we see Boba Fett and we see Grogu commune with the force. What did you think about Boba Fett?
1: He's cool clearly gained some weight the armor doesn't fit quite as well as it used to yeah and that's what w- i mean it's been years
0: that's a weird choice I, I it seems like they kept the armor the same size they could have like made new armor and made it look better on him in a way
1: i think maybe that's the point is that clearly he's bigger and you like how would he have been able to adjust the armor
0: yeah that makes sense i like how it looks in the next episode when he like paints it back up and all that yeah this episode has great action. It is cool to see him shatter those stormtroopers with his, um, whatever that thing's called. I'm not sure what that thing's called.
1: His, his staff.
0: His bashy, pointy staff. <laughs> we watched an episode of Super Call and Bros about, like, some unanswered questions from the Mandalorian. Yeah. And uh, they talked about Boba Fett a lot, like, why is he on Tatooine for five years and how did he get out the Sarlacc and all that. Yeah. And I, I feel like... Uh, sometimes you don't want answers to questions. Let's just, he he did, and that's what we got. Because if you start asking questions, they might give you answers like in Solo that are just horrible answers. And I made this joke the other day, but I thought it was pretty funny, so I'm going to tell it again. There's like, they make the Boba Fett movie, it's like, man, people want to know how he got his name. And then it's just uh, Django kicking his feet up on Kamino, drinking a boba tea, and one of the cloners come in, and they're like, we have made your son, what do you want to name him? And Jenga's sitting and he looks down his boba tea and he's like, boba. And that's the end of the scene. I could see that being an actual scene. And uh, it's just sometimes we don't want to answers to questions is all I'm trying to say. I like that episode a lot. I gave it an excellent. Episode 7 is also excellent. This is where they go get Bill Burr, and then they go to this planet so he can find out where Moth Gideon's ship is. What do you think about this episode?
1: I thought it had an interesting message, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like you you think that that Bill Burr cha- Bill Burr's character is kind of like the bad guy you know he's like one of the bad guys mm-hmm. and then you see that he's just like he was just a cog in the machine for the for the empire and like the higher ups were the bad guys like you see all these clone troopers or, or the stormtroopers mm-hmm. and like all these normal people in that base that they go into. And they're just like, Hey, you actually were able to do you did great, you know, you're you're a great person. And they're just like normal people. And you get to see uh Mando's face. Yeah. And good looking. No oh, pa-
0: Pedro Pascal, believe it or not, handsome man. Good looking. Yeah. He's in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. He's the bad guy. So he,
1: he's in uh that that new movie that's gonna be Shark Boy and Lava Love. We are heroes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh he, I think he's in Spy Kids too. If I remember correctly. Is he in he might kids? be.
1: I don't remember him. It could have been before his mustache.
0: He's also the Viper in Game of Thrones. I
1: don't watch.
0: But he's great in that role. And I, I thought the message you we're going to say is the one Bilbo tells him in that uh, thing they're driving, which sounds like a monologue Bilbo would have gave in a stand-up special of his, where people think they have beliefs until they're desperate. And do they really, do they really believe them or are they willing to not if they well, have that, to that's, stop?
1: that's, that's one thing, you know, cause like clearly he removes his helmet because he's so desperate yeah. and he wouldn't have done that otherwise. Yeah. But it's like, it's also a message, like, you gotta remember on both sides of whatever war you're fighting or whatever skirmish is happening, both sides are just people. They're not monsters. Mm. They're not evil beings. They're just people being told what to do by monsters, essentially. Yeah, I
0: think that's I think that's uh, one of the I think it's pretty interesting, and I don't know if Disney would be willing to do this, but I would like a movie or something that focuses as the imperial soldiers being like normal people. You know, they don't they don't become good at the end of the movie; they stay imperial soldiers. But you see them just being normal people.
1: Yeah,
0: I think humanizing the Empire is a very interesting uh, way to go.
1: Well, it's, it's it's just it's so interesting. Because, you know, nowadays... With the, the way communication is and stuff like that... Generals don't have to be on the field. They can be often like a comfy little area making decisions, you know? And like the leaders of countries aren't going out and fighting in the war they're just making all the decisions from the background. Back in the day, like you you would see sometimes kings being out on the battlefield or you know, high-ranking people being out on the battlefield and you just don't get that anymore.
0: Yeah. I think that's my favorite part of this episode is when that Bilbo is talking to that general at the table and he's talking to the general about like how he was at that battle the general was commanding and the general is talking about how yeah, sure, ten thousand of my soldiers die, but they die for the glory of the Empire. And you Bill Burr does such a great job of acting. You can see him having like a PTSD moment where he's just remembering, you know, watching those people die in this battle and how Dare this officer talks so flippantly about you know, sacrificing those people.
1: Like the lives of 10,000 yeah. people.
0: You see it on Bilbo's face, which is great. He's a stand-up comedian. This guy's a great actor in this episode. He does a great job. And then just blasts him in the chest in the open. And then everyone looks around. And then Bilbo has to shoot another person before the shooting starts. And it's it, it's very... It was and and very then, like, at right the here.
1: end of the episode, is like, sorry about that. Had a, had some issues to work through or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he,
0: he shoots the redonium uh and blows it up and like destroys their supply of explosives and that goes back to the point he was making he's like we all have to go to sleep at the end of the day if if you'll be able to sleep at the end of the night you've made it through your day well
1: and and then there's that other point they're running from those those people who they say were pirates mm-hmm. you know like oh those are pirates mm-hmm. and i was just sitting there thinking well pirates wouldn't blow up all that stuff pirates would try to steal all that stuff those are probably not pirates
0: they never they never go any further than that in the episode but that's a good point i think that's true because you do see them drive through that town of people who are like just downtrodden yeah i just think those are like freedom fighters trying to blow up the redanium to stop the empire from exploiting these people for it
1: yeah but they're like, oh, the darn pirates, yeah. you know? And I'm like, that's not what pirates do. I mean, I, that is what pirates do. But they're not just going to blow stuff up for the fun of it, really. They're trying to get money. That's what pirates, actual pirates do. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. So that this, this this episode might be the deepest one of the show so far. Because you have a lot to think about. about What, what really makes someone a bad person. And you know what you truly believe in, and things like that. Because you see it with the Mandalorian at the end of the next episode, where he takes his helmet off to look at Baby Yoda. You know, like if if you're willing to go against what you say you believe to do something, then why even bother holding that belief at all? I think that's going to become a main point the next season with him and his helmet. I think I think he's probably going to give up this death march you all always have to weigh your helmet thing.
1: Perhaps, but, I mean, there's, there's, like, the, it's, it's a morality thing, and morals are always strange, you know, because we all have different morals. It's, it's like the, well, if you're going to kill somebody to protect your family, like, why not kill a bunch of people then? Like, that's essentially what this is, like, he, he's trying to mm. say. is like, well, you have this belief, like, killing people is bad, but you're gonna do it to save your family, so why just not kill people? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. I,
0: th- I think that's the difference between fictional characters and real life people, because if you take, like, Batman, for example, Batman wouldn't kill a person to save his family, right? Yeah. But there would probably be some, like, fictionalized way he can stop that, both from happening, right? You can have it both ways, right?
1: Well, it's But in, just re- in
0: real life, you would have to make that decision.
1: It's very much a moral thing, you know that they're trying to be like, oh, well, this weird belief that you have is like everyone has their beliefs for their reasons. Just let people believe what they want, and and enjoy what they want. That as long as it's not hurting anybody,
0: it's weird that th- this episode, thanks to the stand-up comedians' input, is the is the deepest philosophical episode by by a mile. Thought it was really excellent. And now episode eight, the final episode of the season. Uh, I put excellent, and I only put Luke Skywalker. What did you think about this episode?
1: I thought it was kind of boring with like just like the fighting.
0: It's almost all action. It's it's
1: just so much action. You got the dubstep stuff happening. I, I didn't I didn't
0: like the song for the dark troopers at all.
1: It was strange. It was an odd choice. I don't know if it was supposed to be a song or if it was just like them booting up.
0: No, I. We watching it. They play that theme every time you see the Dark troopers. They play that, oh. and, and I don't. I don't like it. It doesn't fit in Star Wars really for me. But
1: it's like I didn't know we were gonna go to a rave. Yeah, I'm or just something. I'm just used to
0: John Williams's classical music scores, and hearing dubstep is it's, it takes you out of it. I don't, it's not a bad song. I just didn't think it fit. But
1: um, but you know it 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 picks up there, and you really feel the gravity. Of the situation that they're in, with like the dark troopers have them cornered and they're gonna die, obviously, because yeah. it took so much to just to kill one. Yeah, you
0: see, you see, uh, the Mandalorian get ha- get beat up really bad by this dark trooper. If he didn't have his best guy, he would have been killed by this thing pretty easily. And there's like forty of them or so coming for you now, and they're bashing this door down, about to kill you.
1: And then, and then you get Luke Skywalker.
0: Well, 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 we to, let's set the
1: mood. No. You get the X-Wing coming in. And and, and you're like, who is that? Yeah, yeah
0: it, No, listen. I did not think that they were going to give us Luke Skywalker. I thought it was going to be Cal Kestis or Ezra Bridger or somebody we've never heard of. This X-Wing comes in and you can kind of see all 2 on the X-Wing if you pause and like look at the X-Wing on the TV screen. I didn't catch that the first time. And then it stops and then Bo-Katan's like, a Jedi? And then you get chills. You get chills. Everybody in the room like, oh. We finally get a Jedi. Yeah,
1: she She's clearly, like, a Jedi and worried because Mandalorians and Jedi had beef.
0: Yeah. Well, Mandalorians, like, historically, Bo-Katan doesn't have problems with Jedi.
1: Yeah, but she, she's still worried. You can tell. No, th- she's like, don't let him in.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't think... I don't know if she said that or if Vanilla character said that. I thought Bo-Katan was, like, in awe that there's an actual... No, I'm
1: pretty sure Bo-Katan was like, don't let him in.
0: <laughs> but there's... The X-Wing comes in, and then you see the black hooded figure walk down the hallway, and I'm like, that looks like Luke's outfit, but I can't- I'm not gonna believe it until I see it. And then he starts killing the dark troopers, and then you see his gloved hand with a lightsaber, and I'm like, that's- we got Luke Skywalker, but who'd they get to play this guy?
1: You're- you're forgetting the part where I was already standing up- You are playing, yeah. playing with I was playing with Kita. I wasn't paying attention, because, like, too much action bores me. Mm. I'm I'm weird, but like I was playing with Kita over next to her cat tree, and I was standing up, and like this, the interesting stuff ha- starts happening. So I like start paying attention, and I'm standing up next to the TV, and you see the dark hooded figure come out, and Alex gets up off the couch, joins me in front of the TV, standing, and is like jumping and giddy,
0: because we finally get to see Luke Skywalker be a Jedi master. That's all we wanted. And it's perfect. It's great to see him, and I'm glad we got Luke Skywalker, because at, still at this point, he's the only actual Jedi left. So I'm glad we actually got to see Luke Skywalker show up. And he wrecks these dark troopers. Like, he—he he, these are the biggest threat they have, and Luke cuts through these things like sticks of butter, just goes through them. Now, I mean, this is the guy who beat Darth Vader in a lightsaber duel. He's probably up there in power levels, but he wrecked up.
1: Would you say he's over 9,000?
0: Uh, he probably has a midichlorian count above 9,000. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, I think in Legends, they say they they like Anakin's midichlorian count is split between him and Leia, and they each get the same amount. Um, I don't know if that that counts anymore. But it's awesome to see Luke Skywalker... Actually, be who he was in episode six. Uh, He's he's a Jedi Master now, and he's gonna train Grogu,
1: and then Kylo Ren will kill Grogu.
0: Uh, I don't think they're gonna tie this in.
1: Well, listen, it probably maybe Grogu gets old enough to be like, "Bye, Luke." I don't. And he's done with that. Or they're gonna be like, Luke's gonna be like, "I really can't. He we can't train this boy." and then be like bye grogu yeah. or kylo ren's going to be like grogu don't go don't to go to camp- the temple don't today don't go to camp today
0: i think there are two ways this can end. grogu's not going to get old enough to go out on his own he's 50 years old already yeah. you know assuming he could be a functioning yoda species in another 50 to 100 years uh he's still an infant for the rest of luke's lifespan. So that's that's not gonna happen. So either one of two things have to happen. One, Luke's not gonna train him, and Grogu's gonna go back to the Mandalorian.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I feel like that's the best thing to do because Grogu has formed an attachment, like Ahsoka tells Mandalorian. And the one of the best one of the other best scenes of this show is when Ahsoka tells Mandalorian she cannot train Grogu because Grogu has formed an attachment. And she has seen what that can do to the best of us. And it's just so heartbreaking to hear her say that about Anakin Skywalker. He was
1: already long gone before she met him.
0: But she she thought the world of him, you know? Yeah. He, he's the best of us. And that's, that's what attachment can do to you. So, uh, if Luke... And I understand Luke in the Legends now is okay with attachments and being close to people. If you can you can you can probably work with that in a way but Grogu's really attached to Mandalorian. And I feel like Luke might sense that and be like I have to give you back. I can't train you. You you've become attached to this person. So that's number 1 is that he doesn't train Grogu. And number 2 is that this just doesn't line up with episode 7. It's just like, this show ends, and it's like, he's training Grogu, Luke has this temple or whatever, and that's what you get.
1: Well, also, like, what's the show going to be without Grogu?
0: So that's that's what I want to talk about now. Episode 8, excellent. Season as a whole, real quick, I gave it entertaining to it as well, because it had the higher highs of seeing Luke Skywalker, and it had the lower lows of the frog lady, but I feel like Season 2 had a lot of episodes that just set up different shows. Like, episode 4 of this season set up the Rangers of the New Republic show. The Ahsoka one set up Ahsoka show. And season 1 didn't do that. So I think they're both entertaining. Now, for the future of Mandalorian, where do you think this show is going to go? What do you think season 3 is going to be?
1: I don't know. I I feel like if they're going to bring Grogu back, it's going to be the last episode of uh, season 3.
0: I like that. Are we going to see Luke again? You think they're going to bring back CGI Mark Hamill again?
1: Maybe. Mark Hamill seemed into it. Did you mind it? No, I could tell it a little bit. Like, you could tell.
0: I think the thing that is the most off of his is his eyes. Something about his eyes. Yeah, I'm his
1: not... eyes. It, they seemed very open.
0: Yeah. I think that's Mark Hamill's body. And I think that's his voice. Uh, f- from what I've seen from him tweeting, it looks like he was actually involved on set with this show. So yeah, they might just see would a younger face onto him. And I think Mark Hamill's excited because he gets to be Luke Skywalker again after 38 years. And so he's probably super hyped about that. I don't know how often he's going to show up in this show, though. Um, I feel like if they had recast Luke, then he would show up more. But since it's CGI, Mark Hamill, uh, he's going to show up for like a cameo again. I think Season 3 of The Mandalorian is going to be them taking back Mandalore and handling what's going on with this Dark saber stuff with Bo-Katan. Is Bo-Katan going to challenge Mando to a fight for the Darksaber? Or is she going to accept that he's the ruler of Mandalore? The lore has always been you have to beat the person in battle to get the Darksaber.
1: Whatever. Just, it's, it's not like Harry Potter's wand situation. Where it's like, well, who was the true master of the Elder Wand sort of thing. It's just some dumb story. The only people who know are the people who are there. It's not like someone's going to be like, Hey, the Mandalorian actually gave Bo Katan the lightsaber, and they're gonna be like, "Oh!"
0: I think it's an honor thing for Bo Katan.
1: It's whatever. Just you want to be the the ruler. Clearly, Mando doesn't want to be the ruler. Just do the thing. I
0: think I think they're probably gonna spend an episode or two sorting that out.
1: Do you think that people are gonna start naming their kids Mando?
0: No, his name's Din Djarin.
1: No one's gonna name their kid Din.
0: People named their daughters Daenerys. Yeah. They might name their son Dean. No.
1: That's on the same
0: level, I think, of, no. of Besides, they don't even
1: use the name that frequently. They're just going to be like, we'll name him Mando. That'll be fine. That
0: sounds like a name. I could I could hear someone be yeah. called. No. No, I don't like it as, as a name. But, I, I mean, it sounds like a name. I could hear someone naming their kid. So, yeah, I think Season 3 is going to be them handling the Darksaber and reclaiming Mandalore. Now, Book of Boba Fett, which is teased at the end of the show, where Boba Fett comes and kills Bib Fortuna on his throne.
1: You didn't even know who it was. I, did
0: were, you, I knew that was Bib Fortuna. No,
1: you were like, who's this guy? And I was like, that's the guy, that's, he's at, with Jabba.
0: Oh, 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 because he was so fat to begin with. Yeah. I was like, why is he so fat? But yeah, it's Bib Fortuna, and now Boba Fett's the king of like Jabba's and Bib Fortuna's racket. And I don't know what's going to happen. Super Callum Brothers theorize Boba Fett's going to try to hunt down Han Solo. And if the person who played Han Solo in the movie comes back, I might be okay with that. He didn't do a bad job. I didn't like that movie, but he didn't do a bad job. I just
1: want Lando, man. Just give me more Lando.
0: <laughs> I think Donald Glover has more going on in his he life does, than, than the guy who but played I wanna Solo. See,
1: I want to see more Lando hanging out, being cool.
0: Here, here's the issue, though. They cast Han Solo young. And now, they're going to skip forward to the end of episode 6 to make him older. So, that, that's going to be interesting to see how they up-age him. Now, into Kida's corner. Babe, what does Kida want us to know today?
1: Kida would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets. And if you did ad- adopt a pet during the Christmas season, do please still take care of it. And don't just be like, it was a Christmas present, now throw it off to the side.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a 15-20 it's year responsibility, usually, with dogs and cats. Depending. Yeah. But you're, you're signing up for a lifetime with, and, with this And animal. I know
1: sometimes cats seem like they don't care, but they do love you. If, you, if they lay on you, they claim you as a possession.
0: And that they, they care because you feed them?
1: Yes. But, you know, like, animals... I'm getting a little teary. Oh. Animals have an amazing capacity for love. And if you abandon them, they feel betrayed and may never trust again, actually.
0: Be sure you can take care so of it. So
1: love pet. your pets.
0: Be sure you can take care of it before you adopt. Now for the interesting fact of the day is that The Mandalorian is five times more popular than anything else on Disney+. Plus, Which is an interesting fact in itself. And I want to say this just to bring up a quick discussion of, do you think this is going to stand once these Marvel shows start rolling out?
1: Yes. I don't really care about the the Boba Fett show that much. We'll see once you start watching it if I'll be interested in it again. But who knows?
0: So I think that's it for this episode. Next week we're doing a Wonder Woman 1984 review. And we're going to be talking about the DCEU as a whole. Uh, I might watch Shazam to get prepared for that.
1: I don't know if I'll watch Shazam. That's, that sounds painful to me.
0: It might be. It might be. So watch Wonder Woman 1984 if you want to be prepared for next week's episode. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you guys later. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.